That's right. How many times can we that's broadcast? A, that's a great how... title. <laughs> Let's use that. How many times can we get sued with this episode? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's get started. So welcome, everyone, to Over Drinks. It's been a long while since we've done one. I mean, we're we're going back to Coronatones times since I think the last one, the last Over Drinks we did. Does so. that mean that the last one was Trivia Night? Bro, the last one was been. Trivia Night. I oh, think God, yes. Trivia I think night. there were hurt feelings <laughs> after Trivia Night that that no. caused a little hiatus. <laughs> I think there were hurt feelings oh. so much as just like that went on forever. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob and I are sore losers. <laughs> a little bit. And we also passed notes uh, under the table during these. So we had a we had a lot of notes to pass on that we one. Did. Anyway, we did. Um. Okay, so we thought we'd do something fun um, to show, like, how we're not all just, like, big composer nerds. We actually (laughs) participate in pop culture, at least a little bit. So uh, we're just uh, going through, like, what we're we're listening to. And, uh, but before we do that, uh, we we have to, uh, first of all, welcome... Some of the new uh, collective members and uh, a partnership, a performer partnership member. So first of all, hello to uh, Emily and Diana, new collective members. Yay! Yeah! Yay! Thanks for having us. <laughs> and then uh, Megan Enan of Megan Enan and Alan Tyson presents is here. Woo! Woo! <laughs> And then we have the the podcast, the Overdrinks regulars, pretty much Jamie and Andrew, and Andrew Cody and myself. Woo-hoo. Yay! Woo-hoo. Yeah. Woo-hoo. yeah. So uh, first, we should go around and say what we're drinking. And I mean, we might as well get it out of the way. Andrew Martin Smith, go ahead. <laughs> so um, I am currently drinking uh, Krabby's ginger beer, which is absolutely fantastic. But Rob McClure, just for you, awaiting in the wings will be at some point, I assume, a room temperature blueberry wheat from my favorite brewery, Ellicottville. Uh, yeah, so there it is. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well... I don't know what I expected, so. I think you need to have a sound effect for the, the shame that you express <laughs> visually to us. Like, we do need a really Bad Booze Andy, like, theme. That I do, yeah. Oh, my God, we should totally do that. I we'll cannot compose it. And we have to write his own Bad Booze theme. <laughs> bad Booze Andy, he's here again. <laughs> it also has to have, like, a sad trombone in it somewhere. <laughs> There's a lot of stipulations. Drinking the stuff that no one likes. Whomp, 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 <laughs> this theme basically writes itself. This it is does. perfect. It does. It does. All right, Jamie, what are you what are you rocking over there? Oh, some kind of Merlot that came in a box today. Not, not not a boxed wine. My subscription wine arrived finally four days late, and it's called Matchlock. Ooh. Right. Okay. Does Jamie get a song too? No. <laughs> no. She she has pretty decent taste, so it's pretty oh. good. <laughs> Cody, what what do you got? I've got a Lawson's Finest Liquid Sip of Sunshine IPA. Ooh. It's delicious. Okay. In a big All can because right. it's going to be a long night. A bright <laughs> yellow. You are correct. Question mark. Yeah, uh, it's bright yellow. Fun fact: my favorite color, yellow. Ooh. There you go. Learning a lot tonight. Already <laughs> off to a great start. 
Megan, I saw something in a very fancy glass uh, before mm-hmm. we started. So. Oh yes, no, I'm a big fan of fancy glasses. So uh, <laughs> we're having. Let's see here. It's a vodka bitter soda with a splash of grapefruit Lacroix with okay. a lemon oh, wedge. Nice. Fancy. <laughs> very fancy. <laughs> Can I have a fancy theme song? That's yes. what I want. <laughs> I think if you listen Megan to Megan Enan, she's so great. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that. Um, uh, Diana, what do you have? Yeah, uh, I ran out of tequila, so I'm not drinking a margarita, sadly. Um, but Aww. I have Lining Kugel Grapefruit Shandy. Um, I like grapefruit beers, actually. A lot of people don't like them, but I feel like... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> in, uh, in beer country, Michigan, I feel like I it's so hard to find something that I want that's not like Bells or Founders or anything super niche that mm. I'm scared to try. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a super huge beer person, so. But oh, I like no. this. So. Never, ever program Garrett and Diana right next to each other. That's okay. <laughs> it's no, it'll, it'll be an it'll, entire it'll, podcast. It'll, work. <laughs> it'll, it'll be an entire podcast of Garrett trying to convince Diana that whatever he's drinking six states away is amazing. <laughs> I would honestly subscribe. Garrett would have like a 120 episode podcast just called Try This. Just, <laughs> literally every it. episode is Garrett being like, well, here, here's this beer. It's my brute awesome. bro. Love it. Okay. <laughs> em- Emily, what do you have? Um, I have a little something called Corona Premiere. Oh, Ooh, my yeah. Northern Lights background is trying to hide it. Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's ghostly. Uh, the kids tell me this is a flex. They're kidding. It's a really not impressive beer. You can give me a a Wawa theme. But they're, uh, they're like fewer calories and carbs. So the trick is you just drink twice as many. There you <laughs> go. There, nice. there it is. Yes. Yeah. Makes, makes sense. Um, I have several bottles lined up because it is going to be a Whoa, long night. That is an actual flex. That yeah, is well. flex, right? All right, so what I'm drinking right now is You are going to be so hungover. Wait, who's who's hosting that? Who's hosting this show? <laughs> I have uh, what I'm drinking right now is Old Forester 1920, which is the prohibition style 115 proof bourbon. And uh that's delicious. It's one of my favorites. Then we're going towards uh early times bottle and bond at 100 proof. Another another favorite, unfortunately becoming more and more allocated. And then to <laughs> top us all off, we have uh, a Virginia straight bourbon whiskey, John J. Bowman Pioneer Spirits, mm. which you cannot get in Ohio. You have to go out. You have to go to Virginia, or they also have it in North Carolina. But I'm yes. calling you at 8 a.m. tomorrow just to see how this goes. <laughs> this headache was sponsored by. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and bourbon. Then answer like your aunt Karen. Hey. Uh, it's not even good right now okay well everybody has a skill all right so uh we each have three songs and uh for obvious copyright reasons we're not we're only going to play tiny little clips uh but yeah for for each person you know uh, could be like their all-time favorite, could be just what they're jamming on right now. And uh, we should say that we are in the show notes. We're going to put a link 
to the playlist so you can go and check out the um the full songs it's the playlist is called adg jam or adj jams that's hard to say um so it's on spotify you can go listen to it whatever it's fine okay so then we now have the sobriety check for this episode Every 15 minutes or so, we're going to say, Rob, can you please come AD, to the name ADG of the Spotify It's ADG Jams. The Jam. There's an X in there. The, the, J, the J is going to start moving towards like a CH or something. Jams or something. Okay, so to start us off, Emily, what uh, what, what do you want to start with of your three oh songs? Gosh, I think we should start with some Bjork. Oh, yes. Always start with some Bjork. Bjork. I love you. (laughs) I miss you. That was I Miss You by Bjork from her album Post. So, all right. Bjork is a very, like, polarizing figure. And usually when I say I love Bjork to someone, they always like, really? Um, so where did you, like, how did you discover the love of Bjork? Yeah, I was just thinking about that as it was playing. It was when I was in college, me and my best friend, who was also in music, not a composer, but a conductor, were saying like typical, like whiny stuff about how there's nothing new to do in new music, and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, but Bjork, Bjork, she's really like, wow, doing innovative stuff. So he shared with me some of her tracks and I was like, wow. And it's continued to be like a companion. I remember in New York when I was like working full time as a teacher, I would just like crank it in the subway on my commute and like dream up weird feminist dances to like do to these songs. (laughs) That's awesome. Emily, please tell me you're planning a TikTok takeover with these feminist dances. (laughs) (laughs) So funny story. I don't have TikTok. I don't know what TikTok is. (laughs) I am like, this is the perfect opportunity. (laughs) Somebody was describing it to me and I thought it was like a dating site and there was like a lot of miscommunication that resulted. Oh, like, that would be like fascinating. Really lonely or like you're just wanting, you know. And he was like, what? I'm going <laughs> to so. swipe right on that TikTok dance. <laughs> I was going to say, TikTok would actually be a really good uh, dating site for like time management. Like if you were like, I'm looking for a... Some stability. <laughs> I, f- I pretty much fell in love with Bjork. Uh, my friend Scott and I, this was when I was at University of Arizona doing my master's. And my friend Scott and I, we were we were driving out to L.A. to go see a Radiohead show. And while we were in L.A., we went to Amoeba Records. And he was like, dude, you got to get some Bjork. Because I really hadn't, like, I hadn't discovered her yet. And I bought... Um, uh, homogenic and post at Amoeba, and we listened to it basically the entire way back from LA. I was like, "Oh, I'm hooked. Yeah. This is awesome." Yeah. I think those are my two favorite albums of hers. Oof. Oh, uh oh. That's. I mean, no. It's. It's not like I disapprove. It's like that is a hard question to come up with your favorite <laughs> Bjork album. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, the last no, not the last one, not the flute one, the one before that, uh, about the about her divorce with Matthew Barney. Is that Volnakura, maybe? Yes. The oh. one where there's like videos of her like in geodesic 
formations, like crawling around yeah. and grieving. She's so amazing. There's that 11 minute song that just like, oh my God, it's, it it's, it's incredible. So yes, I'm glad I did not pick a Bjork song, which is uh, really weird for me. Surprising. I am. I'm so glad that someone else did. All right. Andrew Martin Smith. Let's see if the taste in pop music parallels the taste in beer. It, what you it got? May, it may. It, it may. I, I don't know. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm trying to think about the three that I chose and pick a, an appropriate order. Uh, I, I think, you know, I think starting off with pink and so what would be lovely. There you go. Yeah. So, so So this has happened to me before when I immediate I suddenly realize where Weird Al got a song for one of his like medleys. I had no idea it was that song, but that's incredible. Because when Weird Al does it, it's like, and so what? I got my rock moves. I got my, you know, like it's like got a banjo and everything. It's it's incredible. <laughs> So, so, uh, so, so why pink, Andrew? I, I mean, the easy answer is why not, of course, but, um, <laughs> clear, no, clear so, answer. So the, the thing that you have to understand about me, surprisingly enough is I, I'm not really all that into pop music. No. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. So where'd um, you find this? So this is definitely like, I am exposed to popular music in vehicles driving long distances from point A to point B, right? So this is definitely car music, shall we say. Um, and this is one of those pieces that is uh, so wrong. <laughs> definitely my jam for, no, it's totally right. No. It's totally right. No, where, where was the first time that I heard this? Castle. Yes. Season one. Season one of <laughs> Castle. Uh, the the <laughs> beloved ABC series that had a so terrible ending. So bad. <laughs> so, uh, and and spoiler alert: we have to we have to be critical in this episode of all things for added copyright protection. So yes. everything is now about critique. Um, Fair use. But no, so so a should we the, just say everything sucks afterwards or no. like, is in that the best it? possible way? In the best possible way. No, the the I, it's it's good car traveling music for me. Um, the other thing that I really like about this song in particular, and most of my favorite pop songs, they usually don't have a lot of lyrics for me to remember because I usually don't do lyrics. Uh, uh, Megan, you're gonna love this. I get paid to sing occasionally, <laughs> but I'm an instrumentalist. I don't really do words. So I will be in that church choir getting paid and I'll just be like making up vowels that are approximately what that word is supposed to be. So the, the fewer yep. the words are, the better. And hey, no, 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 no. I can totally handle that. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure this is on our our wake up playlist for when we're driving somewhere at like three in the morning and caffeine is no longer doing mm. anything for us. So this yeah. is like back to back with let it go. And I am yeah. in the driver's seat. <laughs> yeah. Like let it go is Andrew can sing at pitch. I was going to say, before you ask, that is why they're back to back because I will be screaming my lungs out to both of these <laughs> and I will be awake. <laughs> bon Jovi living on the edge. Mm. Mm. Or is that it? 
No, mm. not living on, on the prayer? edge. That's Aerosmith. Living on a prayer. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was crossing. I mean, I, it was just a guess. It was, it was close, right? <laughs> that, Mashup. That's my wake up song in the car. Cool. Well, I like some pink. Uh, Dayan, yeah, what about early? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Ask no, a question. Have at it. Have at it. I wanted to know if Andrew knows any early pink from her like, yeah. heyday in the aughts. So, so okay. I'm but, just a pill. Bring out some, okay, not that one. one, not that one. Uh, bring out some more titles. Bring out some more titles. This is great, because I don't do lyrics or titles, Emily, so you just keep going. <laughs> no titles. Now you have to no sing titles. them all. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Megan's trying to, like, she's trying to, like, Ursula me. No, I want to Ursula you. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> by, the, by the way, Ursula, best Disney villain song ever. Hands oh, 100%. down, one hundred percent. Yes. Down. All right, Diana, what you got? <laughs> uh, I guess we'll play some Lil Nas X first. All right. Call me when you want. Call me when you need. Call me in the morning. I'll be on the way. Call me when you want. Call me when you need. Call me out by your name. I'll be on the way. Like, yeah. mm. dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Love Lil Nas X. <gasps> yeah. Dude's so oh, young too. Okay. He's like twenty-two. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember when this music video came out and the internet blew up about it. Um, when I say the internet, I mean a lot of Christian people. And I saw the video and I was just like, okay, this video is fine. Is this like, like whatever. the devil video? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. I was like, I know this song. I saw like stills from the video and I was like, y'all need to settle down. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even that bad. Um, so it was really controversial. But then I listened to the song like a couple weeks ago and I was like, oh, the song is like actually good. Uh, it's very well engineered. And I just wish it was longer. I think it's like not even three minutes. So, yeah, it's 218. Oh, my wow. Yeah, it's, so it's shorter it's than I remember. Concise. Yeah, so Adam, are you lying? Yeah, Why did I call you Adam? Andrew, I'm, I'm already a beer in. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to pretend like you know this song when you don't know this song? You're Are like, you that's shorter than I remember. Oh, no, no. no. It's, it's definitely okay. this Andrew that she's talking to. No, I actually <laughs> listen to it. I actually do know this song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, none of the lyrics, obviously, because I have to stay true to form. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Consistency is key. No, and you know what? You know what's funny is I finally remembered what it was I was trying to assign in a, a, for a listening assignment about six weeks ago when one of my students was writing a pop song and I was talking about the expansion of space in a pop song and mm-hmm. this was totally it. Uh, cool. <laughs> and, and I was like, why? Are, where did I hear the song that I am thinking about? I can't remember. Yeah, it was because the internet blew up and I heard it. <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about with Mickey. There. Mm. There are so many times in lessons with students where it's like, ah, you need something that just kind of does that. And it's like, I will almost, I would say 90% of the time reference a pop song as opposed mm-hmm. to like something, you know, classical. It's just because it's like, I, I don't know. Well, Prob- also, what are the, the chances that they've heard it? You yeah. Know? Like, or have internalized it more. It's definitely getting played more like around us Mm -hmm. you know i also think there's greater ability to master the size of a room 
Mm. Like change the size of the room that you're in. In classical music, it's just like you're in a recital hall. Good luck. And if you want a really <laughs> small, intimate sound, you don't get that. And if you wanted to open up from there, you can't change the size of the room we're sitting in. So that's that's unless where you're most at of- Fredonia, where that hall you can whisper and it's great. <laughs> um, it's very true. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I'd love to expand a little bit more on this too because it's. A, it, uh, Rob, the point you're making is is so true. And the one takeaway I, I get from pop music and try to incorporate with my students is the just the idea of gesture, like, mm-hmm. and how pop music is just, okay, I'm going to give you exactly what this is supposed to do. And uh, I think that kind of function is really key, whether it's like a big hit or like something that just goes away right away, or, you know, it's a, it's a repetitive idea that's like, this is the idea. You know, I, I feel like that's really, I don't know, it, yeah. that's hitting a sweet spot with me. So very, totally. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Cody, since you're since you're already uh, rolling with it, what do you what do you want to do first? Okay, sweet. So I have a little bit of a theme today because <laughs> surprise. I noticed. Surprise, surprise. All right. So I, um, uh, like most of my uh, fellow uh, members here and everything, we're we're just wrapping up academia. And for me, uh, you know, I'm pretty closely attached to pop music with a lot of what I do for my job. But the month of May is re- reserved for a very special place in my heart, which is it is Eurovision month. And the Eurovision <laughs> Song Contest yes. takes place usually around my birthday, which is like the sweetest present ever. So I, uh, the yeah, so Tuesday, we're, we're recording this, I guess, Sunday, May 16th. So Tuesday the 18th is when the semifinals are being aired. Last year was was a little different because of the, the pandemic, but I selected three songs last year. Uh, from the Eurovision Song Contest that I still listen to today. And actually, my kids really love too, which is hilarious. Um, but anyway, so that's where all the songs come uh, from. So we're going to start actually with the winner of the 2020 Eurovision Song Contest. This is a song called Think About Things. Uh, and this was the selection out of Iceland. stop it but damn that's cool it was a really good song yeah Yeah. when i first heard and the videos so the other thing that's amazing about the eurovision contest and you can actually go on youtube and see all the like country submissions videos um and in live performance usually eurovision songs are like we need to go over the top so as good as that song is the choreography is even better and the (laughs) music video they filmed originally was at like a the way they set up the video was it was like a home performance for like family members and relatives. And so the video starts with, you know, somebody finishing up playing this on a recorder and then the family kind of claps. And then all of a sudden this like 12 piece band comes out and they're all in like matching green yes. uh, crew neck sweatshirts and they have this choreography. <laughs> and my favorite thing that they do is in the second verse, uh, the beat drops out. And uh, all of a sudden, it's just the vocalist who has this really, really long hair. And there's a fan on the stage that starts blowing his hair back. Amazing. (laughs) It is a wonderful, wonderful music video. And so I'm excited as we continually get away from songs that are, uh, you know, from from our colleagues to occasionally come back to some ridiculous Eurovision music, which is, yeah, just my favorite. 
I love the like snappiness of the of the vocals. You oh know, yeah, it's like so ticka, tight. Ticka, ticka, ticka. You know, it's like really yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I always love it because he's not like the singer. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name. It's Dothy Freyer, I think it's his name. And of course, like all the interviews are him, like you know, speaking not in English in Icelandic, and uh, like they sing English better than we do. So you gotta love that Andrew Martin Smith <laughs> with people. It's like not even their primary language, and they're just yeah, can articulate yep. better than we can. Yep. All right, Megan, what's your first song? Oh, my first song. Okay, uh, my first song is Lucy Dacus' Night Shift. And I picked this because this was one of the, so I went to this as a live show years ago. So this wasn't like, you know, pre, like necess- it was obviously pre-pandemic, but not right before it. But it was one of those shows that like just sticks with you. And like, and I'd heard this, you know, before, before the show, but it was just so good. So, so freaking good. Rob, would you play it like towards the end? Just like jump in, like rather than right at the beginning. Yeah. I can totally see how that would be like this big, expansive concert experience. Live. Right. That's, but that's also, awesome. So I saw this in like a tiny club, like the size of this mm. room that I'm in, like right now, <laughs> like, a, you know, two floors, but like, like 900 square feet. Right. <laughs> and, um, and it was, and it's like three of them on stage, but the sound is just massive. And so I love it. This whole song is about like, you break up with somebody but like they have the nine to five job and you have like the late night job and so you're like well i'll never see you again because we just live on different timelines <laughs> like and so it's um and so but love i i'm a sucker for a song that just like builds and builds and builds and then you get that kind of like you know 90s reminiscent like overdriven guitars like gotta love a you know just belt it out we were talking about songs you're gonna like just belt at the top of your lungs so there we go <laughs> yeah it it totally has that 90s feel to it i was thinking about this earlier i think it it does a harmonic thing that's a very 90s thing it goes to like a flat three and then comes <laughs> down to two and then one yeah it's like so such a 90s move and i love it yeah that's awesome. One other little thing I'd love to geek out about it too. This is like totally weird and specific, but I love like the really kind of fat sounding snare drum with the super washy cymbals when you get yes. to that big moment. You know? <laughs> One thing that was very 90s was actually like that really crisp, like high pitch kind of snare drum, like 311, like, you know, but yeah. I really love that. Like Death Cab, if you listen to like Death Cab for cutie yes. drum sounds, like that's yeah. like my sweet spot. It's like <laughs> you just hear drums and washy big giant cymbals and or like or like sound Soundgarden had a had a decently low snare, I feel like. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, the the drummers are gonna. Why would well, the percussionists <laughs> in the room be thinking about this? I was gonna say I also go on a very long tangent about uh, '90s vocal timbres versus like aughts vocal timbres, which is like '90s mm. is a is a forward back like play playground, and the aughts are like a a tall shallow playground, and mm. and so we'll get into that at another time. But <laughs> if you ever want to hear More me go on about something. <laughs> 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 that's it. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Actually, Megan, that's a great idea because you know what I think you could do is you could actually put it on a playlist. And Rob, you we have a playlist for all these songs today. Do you mind just telling us quickly what the, the playlist name is? ADJ Jams. Spot check. Jam, jam, jams. Okay. Uh, I guess it's my turn. So, hmm. All right. My three, I I was telling Jamie this earlier. Uh, I had a really hard time coming up with three songs. And realistically, I have three songs that represent like six or seven other songs. You said five. Uh, whatever. It's, it's, it's like a fish story. It's right. like a fish story. You're, you're right. It's five. It's five. Um, okay. So I think, uh, it's bigger than retelling it. and just like, uh, just like Cody, I kind of have, uh, themes as well. So if this were just me, uh, anytime it, you would hear a Bjork song, you would hear a Radiohead song and you'd hear it a Nine Inch Nails song, but that would be, uh, too predictable in my opinion so i have three categories and the first one i'll do just because we came off of that one i guess i'll go to my girls who rock category uh with a song uh called blame game by uh the band beach bunny and uh i'm also gonna kind of play it from the middle Yeah, so I just love this song. A, that it has like it's basically a two-part song, right? It has like a fast opening and then the rest of the song is slow. I love that's so not like normal <laughs> song structure. Uh that's first thing. And then um it's called Blame Game and if you were listening to the lyrics, it's basically Oh, like, I don't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. <laughs> Dude, those lyrics are so amazing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right? He is joking. Disclaimer. Please don't come after or him. Or am I? It is just <laughs> It's just that such a Yeah, it's such a biting critique of yeah. like currents male female relationships or just culture in general and i fucking love it so anyway also, rob i will 100 percent lose my mind every time for any song that should have been on the the soundtrack for 10 things i hate about you <gasps> oh, <yes>. oh. 
Okay, I almost picked something oh. from 10 Things I Hate About You because I've been listening to it on repeat, and I was just like, you can't do that tonight. Well, almost. I, w- so I was going to say. What, what other I, night is there, Jamie? I, well, you're going to get to that Hanging up now. I, I Goodbye. Mean, <laughs> Goodbye now. I mean, this is, a, this is a pop culture reference even I understand. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> I'm old now. It's okay. <laughs> I'm an elder millennial. Elder millennial. Like millennial. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> yeah, but Love they it. they have a they have a bunch of good songs. But this, um, <clears throat> you know, if if we were to go further down the rabbit hole, um, uh, Charlie that Bliss, was nice. that was great, nice. <laughs> uh, great band. Charlie Bliss, the Beths, uh, that dog snarls. This band that I just found that reminds me so much of the '90s. Um, I don't even really know how you pronounce it, but it's O-H-M-M-E. I think it's just Ohm. Oh, yeah. Um, I heard them at Big Ears. Yes. They're amazing. Yes. I, like, <laughs> yeah. So all of those bands, like, Beach Bunny is, is stepping in for any one of them that I love so much. So, anyway. Jamie, uh, you just told it. me, just play it. Just and play it. Uh, <laughs> we'll all know what it is. So, what's the story from A to Z? You want to get with me? You gotta listen to You know, change the lyrics only to say what's the story about this. I know the real one. The the only person who's not singing lyrics right now is the only person who probably can't, which might be me. (laughs) Andrew's like, I've never heard this leader before. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking speaking of TikTok for just a second, I literally walked through my neighborhood today and there was a bunch of like teenage girls definitely making a TikTok video to this song. And I was like, and I was like, oh, you sweet baby angels. I love you. Longevity right there. Do it. Oh my God. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. I have been using a 90s playlist to cope with how trashy this last month has been. I am not one to idolize middle school, high school, or even like parts of college. But um, when I listen to a song, it's it's for fun, but it's not definitely not like bringing me back to the good old days. <laughs> These days were trash. <laughs> so the music got me through it all, and uh, and this is the first one on uh, just some random like. Spotify all out 90s playlist and I was like oh, thank you I feel better so yeah I've been listening to that nonstop. like I texted Rob it was, uh, a bunch of lyrics from the Goo Goo Dolls not too long ago I've been working out to it I had to take an hour trip to Buffalo and I was like this is all I'm listening to I don't want to talk to humans I just want to relive 90s music mm-hmm. <laughs> I should share with you my like '90s playlists. I have several for different occasions. One is like mm. radio hits. One is the deep cuts. One is <laughs> like sp- very specific to a like 1995. You know, <laughs> like I want that. I, want that. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there it's earlier, stuff. and because of because of ten things I hate about you, and one or two other movies, I feel like I have a very strong understanding of 90s Seattle grunge, and I, as I was listening to this playlist, I was like, 
that might all be bullshit. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. I might have a movie impression of 90s You have like Seattle. one music mm. editor that you're like, that you don't know their name, but you yes. like a music supervisor that you are just definitely like deep down in love with. And they're like, and everything they've ever put out, you're like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, so there was, there was uh, three or four things. I almost just chose exclusively 90s music because that's Ugh. pretty much my last four weeks of listening to pop music. I don't hate that. But, <laughs> yeah. And one of them was almost from 10 Things I Hate About You because iconic. <laughs> All right. We've uh, we, we've come back around again. So, Emily, you're up for uh, the second selection. Oof, which one next? Okay, let's stick with... 90s in the persona, but not the actual song. Let's do the Fiona Apple. Yes. <laughs> I can't stop changing all the time. I notice that my opponent is always on the go and won't go slow so as not to focus. And I notice he'll let you ride with any guide as long as they go fast from whence he came, but he's no good at being uncomfortable so we can't stop staying exactly the same man the chime the chime hits were mm. very pronounced for a while but bassoon pizzicato strings man. and you know that marimba was at least a four and a half octave do you hear how how far it got down it might have been a five octave pretty pretty good yeah we can't talk about that because how many bassoons are actually in pop music we can't talk about the percussion you're in every goddamn song (laughs) not not those instruments (laughs) i feel like tears of a clown is the only other bassoon i think it's a bassoon bassoon pop thing i can think of yeah you know there's that great even in that there's that great how to write a how to write a hip hop song video on youtube That involves it. I'll share that. I'll share that with you all. It's 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 terribly good. Hey, it's actually, terrible. the bassoon was played at a, a professional sporting event. It was like a baseball game, like two or three it, days I ago. Know I know that the national guy. Anthem. <laughs> I know Mark because <laughs> there's like six of us who play outside of the realms of normal. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mark. You know, somebody was watching that. Me. I was like, what happened to that baseball bat? Why is it all? <laughs> Weird sounding. What are those pancakes on the side? (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is hilarious. I love the bass line of that song. It's just talking about climbing a mountain and we're just like, climbing right up it with her. (laughs) Yeah. You know, for someone who's not into popular music, really, I'm tickled. That's, that's delightful. But you know, Emily, you had said uh, 90s vibe. I, so. No, no, no. 90s era. Persona. Persona. Yes. Persona. Persona. Not that song. Okay. 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 Uh, the right. 1997. Uh, basically, basically, this is this is again not going to be surprising, but someone who is practically raised by his grandparents, I got a lot more. Like I know way more about Dean Martin, Fred Astaire, Frank Sinatra. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, Gene Kelly. I, I know about like that popular era musical whatever. There were plenty of bassoons. Well, there, there's plenty of things about this particular tune that remind me a little bit of of some of those those songs, and I find that really really fascinating. Yeah, it's a little a little jazz standardy, but not standard, mm-hmm. obviously. But something. Oh, yeah, about it. right. Yeah, yeah. I love the vocal, um, just the the capturing of it. It's very close mic and very yeah. you know very intimate. 
with this mm-hmm. really dense orchestration behind it. I thought that was kind of a cool little contrast. And yeah, just a super duper lyrical melody and, and very, very beautiful. And Andrew, what were the words? Um, do you remember? <laughs> no. Okay. okay. I call him out for plenty of shit, but mean. <laughs> we bear the same name. We have. We I have know, standards. which means I get to sass both of you. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I much preferred when we were sassing Rob with the sobriety check. Sobriety check? Anybody? Speaking <laughs> of which, ADG. Damn it. Where can we find that song and all other songs from tonight, Rob? ADJ. Why do I want to keep saying G? Don't try to hide it. You spell adjective with a G? I, I might. Put a little, like, I think I might. IE in the middle, so it's like edgy jams. Edgy jams. Ooh. Oh. Sounds agitated. So uh-huh. Cheating the system. That's like taking your driver's license uh, picture when you're high or something. So it's like, if we call it edgy jams, then I'm always going to sound right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, All right. I love it. Oh my god. Okay. Man, I love Fiona Apple. Her first album, like, yeah, the radio hits were good, but the deep cuts, even better. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. There was that um oh, I can't remember it now, but it was like track six or seven on title. Oof. Had this like oh, uh first taste. I think that's the name of the song. First taste. Give is me so the good. First. <laughs> taste let it be yeah that's that's some good shit right there <laughs> also has marimba in it cody there you um, go. <laughs> we know anyway. what we're about here <laughs> all right uh andrew uh martin smith yes yes uh, so i would like to to dive into the mid 80s head first if you will okay. uh let's let's do the the let's do stings russians Okay. We should also mention that that Fiona Apple song was Extraordinary Machine. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, now on to Sting Russians. It would make sense that you would choose something like this because the lyrics are like oh, so on the nose. I know. Like it's not even like lyrics. It's just Sting talking to the Russians. <laughs> and, and whenever you can work Oppenheimer into a, into a pop song, I'm sorry. I'm there for that. I'm totally there for that. I'm, I'm also there for when you have to cram rhymes in awkward ways like hysteria instead of hysteria, if you will. I just think that's hilarious. I think that's okay. To be fair, I do have uh, a bit of a theme to my playlist as well, although it might not be as obvious as as uh, maybe some of the others on this particular podcast. My playlist are all songs that tend to annoy the hell out of Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you tell everybody that early. <laughs> because I play them so goddamn often. Uh, you it, haven't done this one in a while, though. If I do yes. latch on to a pop tune of any kind, 
you he can... is like a fucking octopus. It's just he's I don't attached. know what that means. He's oh, attached I get it. Okay. to it. Every little tentacle, every one of their little what are they called? Suckers. Is that <laughs> no, it? It's I... that simple. Sure. <laughs> every tentacle is. I just... don't think that's right. Suckers. I'm not <laughs> sure. <if that's> <laughs> something. <laughs> so Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, when you first were, were saying you had a theme behind your playlist after you played a Sting song, I thought you were going to say artist that recorded an album with a lute. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. True Sting that? fact. True. It is a true Sting fact. Um, Do you remember where you first heard this song? Yeah, I was in Florida of all places. No, you were not. No, I was in Florida you in were... that stupid shop. <laughs> you were in the Thousand Islands. Was that? No, it had to be Florida. <laughs> nope. No, it was in Florida. We were with your parents. Nope. We were with your parents in well, Florida. Well, we really need shop. to get to the <laughs> bottom of this. I, I so. t- well, I, I also have a fun little sting thing as well. Um, uh, y'all have probably seen right some of the Tiny Desk concerts by, that NPR mm-hmm. puts on. So Sting has one with Shaggy, and it's incredible. <laughs> what? It's so what? good. No, yes. I'm not kidding. And they start Wait. off with English Man in New York, and Shaggy takes a ver- <laughs> verse, and he ends with I'm a Jamaican in New York, and it's amazing. And Shaggy is incredibly good, like incredibly oh my God. good. That is just a, one more example of how life is so full. Like, I mean, do you can <laughs> oh. you even believe? <laughs> I'm, that I'm is loving, such a positive thing to say. I'm loving the trajectory this conversation is going. No, this is a good trajectory. Also, also, sort of related to how this song got put on my playlist, because essentially I'm cheating. Uh, speaking of life being so full and so multi-layered, one of the other reasons why I like this particular tune is because uh, Sting is using a Prokofiev uh oh tune underneath. So there's so there uh, yeah, I'm I'm infusing some classical into this pop. Playlist. So the there story, it is. The story is: we're with my maid of honor <laughs> in, in Florida, in the Thousand Islands, <laughs> doing the testing menu for our wedding a year before we get married, and we're in this place that has a jewelry. There's an area where they're selling jewelry, and Andrew's just like parked in front of this jewelry case, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna buy me something to wear at oh, the wedding." Oh, this suddenly paints a, me in a really, really poor light. <laughs> Freshwater pearls over there and all of these beautiful things. And no, he's got his phone out recording Sting's Russian. (laughs) He then proceeds for the entire year leading up to our wedding to play it on fucking repeat. Like daily. (laughs) Daily. I heard to be to be fair, not 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 the bootleg recording, the like official recording that I downloaded. He just because he has such a bad memory, he was recording a small portion of it so he could go find it. Was this, Jamie, do you not have like a, a Pavlovian response to this song? Where you're like, it's you're like usually... a blushing bride all over again. <laughs> I think it's more often it triggers a large screaming "fuck you" across the house response. You better not be starting this again. It's so good, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a song. it's got a great intro for it. The ticking clock. I mean, God, the anxiety from the beginning. It's so, it's palpable. It's a great song. I never need to hear it again. I yeah, we've spent way too. Much much time on this song so (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get uh let's get back to it so diana you're up second song which one do you want to do yeah i think we'll keep going with the uh 90s sort of uh thing and this is a song that i actually discovered yesterday and i thought i'd share it with you all uh surprisingly it's from willow smith um yeah and it's with uh travis barker who is the drummer of blink 182 which i also didn't know until yesterday (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, so okay. anyway. Should, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and it's called Transparent Soul. And I know that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith used to be in a metal band back in the day. And Willow recently did a cover of one of their songs that was actually pretty cool. So Let's check it out. Yeah, whenever you're ready. I don't fucking know if it's a lie or it's a fact. All your little fake friends will sell your secrets for some cash. Smile in my face and put your cig out on my back. If you ever see me, just get to running like the flash. So when you when you put this on, I first of all, that's a great song. I like it a ton. And then I read up because I was like, Willow, is that Willow Smith? It's interesting that in her bio on Spotify, she does not reference the fact that she is Willow Smith. Mm. Like the fact that you just said that I could not confirm or deny in my like five, you know, two minutes of searching or something. However, it's also interesting that she lists uh, Paramore as one of her influences, because I was getting a huge Paramore vibe from this. Yeah. And I love yeah, yeah. Paramore. Like, yeah, so good. Yeah, it just gives me, like, throwback vibes. Uh, when I was younger, I played a lot of rock band, and I feel like this would be a great rock band song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sure if any of you have played rock band. Oh, yeah. Maybe yes. Guitar Hero. But oh, I feel yeah. like Guitar yeah. Hero and Rock Band playlist are two very different things. <laughs> just gonna, I'm just going to put that out there. Yes. Guitar, guitar Hero, I always felt like, was... You know, it was no. It was all about ego, as opposed to rock band, where it was like you know, since you have all the instruments, it's like oh well, let's just jam. You know, I'm I'm sensing the next overdrinks rock band versus Guitar Hero. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, I'm in. So one thing I love about this this uh, song and and also this kind of style. So I I was like more late 90s early 2000s was kind of my my sweet spot like i i when i was in high school i was listening to a lot of like emo bands and kind of like alternative rock like around that sort of tile and whenever i heard like groups like paramore or basically like basically a female lead in a pop punk uh, band it was like the most haunting beautiful-esque vocals it was like probably the reason why i never cheated on a high school girlfriend was because of like listening to songs like that to be totally blunt so i'm like wow. this is probably very weird i went there so i was like oh you're it's like because- women are people no it was like <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> I went there. Sorry. I did. It. I'm sorry. This podcast took a sorry. turn. <laughs> no, really? but it's I true. Think, I think we've okay. been running sorry. parallel to that lane for a while now. <laughs> Anyways, this is perfect. It's so good. You know, well, what? you learned something. You know My favorite color is yellow, and I'm, that. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to say that's great. Whatever it takes, like whatever it takes. <laughs> like look at you being loyal and music keeping you loyal. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm definitely gonna uh, go. You know, this is this is why I love Spotify because I mean I love it and I hate it. I love it because you can like discover so many different artists that you have no, you never would even think um, to to look for, or that you know it builds connections and stuff like that. The reason I hate it is because it is killed the like 
the usual possibility of like, oh, I have an album. I'm going to listen to it from beginning to end, even if I hate it. Spotify didn't kill that. It <laughs> did. No, it did. Spotify killed royalties. Pay your fucking people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. But <laughs> I mean, yes, of I'm course, I'm not Spotify's negating. responsible. Napster is responsible. So like we, you know. I just think that like the the likelihood that I'm going to sit down with an album when it's so easy to skip something, you know, or and then like curate a playlist of only the stuff I really like eliminates the possibility like for instance that fiona apple uh record in the uh in the 90s i bought it so i'm gonna listen to it and i'm gonna find those deep cuts that maybe don't hit you until the like fourth or fifth time you listen to it yeah but i'm also gonna argue with you rob because okay i think and i'm not i'm certainly not sitting here being like a spotify you know promoter in this apologist but like an apologist in this, like <laughs> pay your people, obviously. Uh, yeah. However, I think that it's like let's be honest about how people listen to things, and the fact that these Spotify playlists, if you get onto these playlists, actually you're you're doing a lot more discovery than you ever had access to if you bought an album at a like even when you went to Amoeba, like it does like Amoeba only had so much of a reach. Mm-hmm. And, and now I can hit, like, if I, you know, and people who curate these playlists and you find like r- random playlists all the time for stuff and Spotify some uh, does okay, could do better, but can do a such, like such a good job of being like, here's all this like randomly generated stuff that you can find. So I can find, I can find deep cut new music stuff on Spotify when people stream it because I, because I followed Alex Ross or something like that, you know? It's true. Oh yeah. Mm. And I, I mean, like I, I completely love that aspect of it and I would a hundred percent support Spotify if we didn't have to have Taylor Swift fighting our battles mm-hmm. because she makes $14 a year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean like that's, well, that's, that's my, my thing with it. I yeah. totally agree with it's you. It's really like, it's really interesting the strategy right now because I was just on like a Spotify like marketing meeting um, yeah. to try to figure oh. out like some of this sort of stuff and like the new strategy right now for artists and this is more in like the rock and pop world as opposed to the classical music world which makes sense because the classical music world was built for this actually yeah because yeah. the pop and rock music world right now is encouraging releasing singles as opposed to albums which is kind of the point that Rob is is making as well and there's actually a strategy called track stacking have you heard of this no so basically like instead of releasing an album. Like a ten-song album, you release ten singles, and so like you release a single, and then three weeks later you release the mm-hmm. second song that's mm-hmm. on that, and it's like cross-listed and you build it out. Mm-hmm. And the ah. reason why is because every time you're doing a new release, you're showing up on like the new music radar, mm-hmm. uh, kind of mm-hmm. see. And you can see this mm-hmm. like even Jacob Collier did this with his latest uh, album, which was like nominated for album of the year, which is crazy. So like, but for classical musicians, right? We don't necessarily think of like a concept album all the time or having these track breaks like maybe multi-movements but we have like singular movement like works that maybe could be thrown onto playlists or something like that so it's it's a really Mm -hmm. interesting thing and then marketing wise it's it's not it's it's not great but it's not as bad as it could be like i have a friend who um which granted it's a lot of streams it gets like thirteen thousand streams a month and -hmm. that pays about two hundred dollars a month so it's not like live off of money uh in most parts of at least the united states but it's at least some money that could be like 
you know, supplemental income. I would love to have an extra $200 a month, uh, you know, just to have it to come in. So it's, yeah, it's the streaming revenue thing is, is really interesting. And I'm sure we could have a whole nother separate podcast on that. I'm sorry, Andrew, that separate podcast has to come after the Napster versus LimeWire showdown. Mm, true. <laughs> and also, uh, speaking of Spotify, Rob, uh, where are we uh, listening to the, what's the name of the playlist that we're, we're asking? A, 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 what did it, Ag, Aggie Jams? Yes. There you go. It was Aggie Jams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go back to Eurovision. Um, so uh, what? which one of the... <laughs> remaining two do you want to do cody no let's jump back into eurovision i wanted to play um because the song contest is really interesting i love i love how this podcast which is already going to be very long has this little tiny sub narrative in there about <laughs> learning about the eurovision song contest which i want to have more friends that listen to this music with me okay so there's also um so andrew there, wants to have more friends and <laughs> that's, that's true too <laughs> so there's like lots of like really lavish pop songs that are just like really crazy lavish pop songs and then there are some like Kind of more serious, um, kind of heavier songs, but are also just shockingly beautiful. Um, so I, I grabbed a uh, song called Solove, um, which was the submission from uh, the Ukraine. Uh, and this song, uh, which translates to, it's called Nightingale. The, and the, the song is basically about uh, a woman who wants to meet up with, uh, you know, a, a love. And uh, they can't, uh, they're out at night because they're not supposed to be together. Like a family member doesn't want them together. Um, and doesn't want the nightingale to to call uh, and wake everybody up, which which is a, a, another kind of like nod to some Ukrainian folktale. Uh, so it's it's just a hauntingly beautiful song with like epic drum production, and the vocal timbre of this is just stunning and gorgeous. And I hadn't ever really heard anything like it before. Who's the artist? Uh, it's called uh, So A, I believe. Is uh, sorry, is it Go A? Oh, Go A, Go A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here it is. flutes <laughs> upbeat okay. flutes okay hold flutes on should never this, play on downbeats this is <laughs> th this is about to migrate from andrew's playlist to andrew's playlist which will be the song that now annoys jamie for the next year and a half uh, <laughs> yes. and there's there's something so magical about songs pop songs in other languages that andrew doesn't speak because it's my jam it's to i'm there i'm there for it yeah, and again, I, I highly recommend watching some of the videos of this because, again, the whole, like, group behind them are, like, really into it, and the singer's just kind of, like, there. And then finally the break <laughs> happens. Like, she's singing, and she's very stoic and, like, very, like, intentionally, like, posture. But then, the, like, the, you know, the breakdown happens afterwards, and she kind of starts doing this little shoulder. shoulder <laughs> it's really... But it's, like... It's, like, one of the... It, I, it's hard to describe the choreography because she, she's, like, clearly, like, I'm more badass than everybody here. And then she's gonna demonstrate it, but she's like, "I'm badass, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have some fun with this." Thing. So, anyways, <laughs> Eurovision 2021, two days away. I can't wait. Amazing. Why, Amazing. Why is the gaku gaku gaku? Why is that the universal rhythm? Oh like, man, you, and you find know people that are experimenting everywhere. more with this. It's really fun. 
if you listen to some like Argentinian dance music right now, they're stretching where the beat goes and either thing, but it's the same Ooh. pattern. So it's having this like, it's all swing percentage. It's like more like, like it's, it's steady, but it's all like, where, where's like the furthest back on the beat? I can put this one. In the furthest one. Yeah. If you listen to some Argentinian dance music right now, it's like the craziest stuff ever. I love it's like that. a, yeah, it's like a cup of coffee with a reggaeton group. <laughs> I, watched, I watched a Sean Paul uh, um, give a, t- uh, it was a video, I don't know what video it was on YouTube, talking about dance hall music and oh, yeah. how this beat became like the voice of like dance hall and reggaeton. It was very interesting to hear him hmm. talk about I, what dance hall going back to what, uh, 80s, the mid 80s, I think, all the way up till now. Um, so it was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Dance hall is fantastic. And there's like, it's the weird, like you wouldn't think so, but New Jersey is like one of the like dance hall hubs in the United States currently, which is hmm. pretty interesting. Hmm. Like kind of how Georgia, like with little Nas X and all the, uh, uh, other rappers out of Atlanta that are like really popular, like right now. Yeah. For some reason, New Jersey is like the hub for, for a lot of dance hall stuff. What you were talking about with go. the like Argentinian, you know, like how how far can I stretch this? That really reminds me of like, um, it it reminds me of like Questlove drumming, you know, where he's like, oh, I'm gonna take this beat, but I'm gonna make it mm, just a little bit, just a little bit off, you know? Yeah, like it's you know, basically it's it's like you're trying to replicate like what Jay Dilla used to do making beat yeah. making. It break, was like break the technology yeah. was limited and so it was gonna have like a hitch in the in the giddy up yeah. a little bit. And uh so but because of that it's like this kind of it's like yeah. imperfection that is still somewhat symmetrical that everyone's like, Oh, I, I need that. We're so tired of like, you know, one twenty BPM and everything lines up perfectly with the beat. Now I think it's gonna be a really interesting to see how more and more if pop music kind of starts playing with yeah that that sort of rhythmic expectation totally or lack totally. thereof cool uh megan second song what you oh, got oh okay uh let's listen to laura Mvula, uh green garden and i feel like this I, i'm not gonna speak for everybody but i feel like this might be one of the newest pieces that's on our playlist tonight so wings of a butterfly high as a tree tall down again putting my bag down taking my shoes off walking the carpet a green velvet just a celeste i think so i think so i I feel like like it it, sounds like it yeah it's like it's it's more mellow than you know a freaking toy piano or something but (laughs) it's a a keyscapes patch probably probably (laughs) the the, reference for people the vocoder in there is awesome like yeah when when the first instance of other voices coming in i believe that's a vocoder it sounds like a vocoder yeah yeah for sure. Yeah, so good. What I really love about this track is that if if you've ever, ever listened to Nina Simone's Feeling Good or my favorite yeah. version of it, the Carmen McRae track of it, um, I know, I know, blasphemous. But if you've ever listened to Feeling Good, it has the same feeling. It's like, it's like just 
feeling good about being alive. That's it, man. It also has some awesome layering that reminds me of like a hybrid between Tanya Leone and Florence and the Machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, 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 I've been really feeling that combination lately, and this hmm. makes me happy. This is something I'll be stealing from my playlist. Excellent. I already put it on my <laughs> playlist, too. Um, I, I would have to, I, I would be remiss in not shouting out uh, a favorite version of Nina Simone's Feeling Good, which is the second movement of Evan Williams' Dead White Man <gasps> music. Hell yeah. There it is. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh yeah. Really really cool. Um okay, it's my turn. All right. I'm going to go Okay, so my next category that this song is representing, I'm just calling like electro funky. Um I love uh using electronic sounds and electronic instruments in pop music. It's like my favorite thing at this point. And um, the song I'm going to play is, it, it actually uses very little of it, but the band itself uses a ton of um, just electronics. But the song is called Where You Belong, and it's by this band from Sweden. Uh, their name is Little Dragon. If I saw my of little dragon for like ever like when i got spotify i i think i i actually started paying for spotify in like 2012 and i started keeping these um these like lists of uh or i started keeping these seasonal playlists you know, like, what am I listening to in this season? So it goes back to, like, summer of 2012. And I have a seasonal playlist all the way up until the present. And um, the very first playlist had Little Dragon on it. I don't know how I found them. It was Spotify's algorithm I knew we or were something. friends for a reason. What? I totally have seasonal playlists. Yay! That go, go back to, like, 2010, 2011 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, like I don't again, I don't really know how I found them, but it was because of Spotify and they have been like anyone I ever talk to that I'm like, "Oh, who should I listen to? Little Dragon. You should listen to Little Dragon." <laughs> like 1000% Little Dragon. Um they have like five or six albums at this point, but um yeah, but but anyway, that that like electro funky kind of represents you know, other people in that, in that vibe that like before we were, we got on, we were listening to this group called Hiatus Coyote. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Megan, you Sorry. dig them? I was literally about to pick one of their tracks for this tonight. <laughs> yes. I love them. I love them so much. Um, also like uh, Neow and um, 
Bad Blood. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's mm-hmm. such a great song. Um, Moses Sumney. I just got mm. turned on. I, I just got hip to his music by another friend. Uh, the Japanese House. Uh, this the singer. I don't really know how you pronounce the name. It's M I E L. Miel, Miel, something like that. Um, there, uh, her song "Must Be Fine." It's like, oh, so good, so good. Yeah, I, I have a quick observation, just because uh, I noticed that like four of us did this at the same time, and I think it's a universal thing that whenever a groove is really killing, how can we make a face like something just smells really terrible? Exactly, exactly. It's, oh. like this, mm. it's the deep groove. <laughs> it's not a visual medium, but. Everybody kind of scrunched up their nose and was like, it's almost it it grooves it grooves so hard that it almost hurts. Yeah. It's like your your brain can only hit actually I figured it out. Okay, your brain can only handle one positive sense at a time. So like your ears are on sensory positivity. So the rest of your body just shuts down. Oh god. It's so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was sick. I'm so glad this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Little Dragon, man. Check every single album will have something that you will like. So good. So, all right, cool. The stank face. Stank face for sure. (laughs) Bassists thought they were the only ones who could do it, but it's not true. (laughs) Jamie, what you got? Oh, it's it's time to pour one out for the Civil Wars. Mm. What? Because they yeah. made two of my all-time favorite albums, but the second one was made was was produced after they broke up. And uh, so this one, we're gonna listen to "Tip of My Tongue," and it's just like this beautiful, floaty little piece of heaven, <laughs> and um, and it makes me it makes me very happy. But it's like there are indie slash folk slash whatever they feel like, and uh, yeah, their so- their sophomore album just broke my heart. So did the but, Civil Wars break up because of an internal conflict? No, they, stop it. Stop no, they it. did. They totally did. And you know what? To this day, I don't know what it was. And then like, just listen to the second L. I mean. Had to do it. I'm trying to save you. <laughs> we have, we have, we, uh, I, th- I think, I think there are assumptions as to why they broke up. Just play the song. <laughs> Smoke rings and cigarettes, old lines and kisses from silver screens. Oh, never saw you coming. Oh, my, look what you have done. You're my favorite song, always on the tip of my tongue. So. I have a um, a little story about the Civil Wars. Um, first of all, uh, the the guitarist and the the dude singer he has a solo career, and he has. They some both re- do. Yeah. Oh, I have not. Joy Williams does as well. Okay. Was he the North or the South? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Boo! Probably, probably the South. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> anyway, um, we have. We we have a playlist, uh, Kate, uh, Kate, my wife and I do, which is just purely songs to like put the kids to bed, you know. So 
we'll just put on the playlist and you know kind of sing quietly to them as as we get them into bed and the civil wars song poison and wine mm-hmm. that's on that and yep. it's funny that's how i find that found them that my girls know the words to that song like they like to i'm not ready to sleep yet so i'm gonna sing along with it Mm. you know it's very sweet anyway yeah i like i like the civil wars they're they're awesome i know i'm just it's so tragic we will never have anything else from them they're they have great solo careers but together they were just like firecrackers in a barrel they were always amazing this is spectacular live show that's just bootlegged on YouTube and their rendition of You Are My Sunshine mm. is gut-wrenching from that show. And Isn't that the uh, thing just, about people that, you know, you get you you get to see them at a certain point in what they're doing yeah. and you're like, mm-hmm. nope, this is like, I witnessed that. That was great. That yeah. was so good. I'll take that away forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one of the CDs that the second one came out. Um, the 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 one where after they had broken up and we knew it was their last one. I streamed that whole thing for days, yeah. just the whole on repeat. So it was one of those things that like it was out on. It wasn't even out on Spotify. It was out on some website, and I you know signed up for a stupid account because I wanted to hear <laughs> the whole thing in its entirety, and it was magical. And part of it was. I knew that was never going to happen again. Even one of the tracks was like recorded on an iPhone. You can hear the crows in the background, which is also kind of ironic. (laughs) They're coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. Well, on that note. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) All right. Emily, last song. I I know what it is, but (laughs) go for it. Yeah, I think it's a pretty iconic artist and album. It's uh, All I Want by Joni Mitchell from her Mm. album Blue. And I've loved this album for a long time, but I was also writing about it this past year, um, about a year ago, actually, first in pandemic. It was like one of the papers I was writing about and writing about how people often talk about, they would like write about her and how great she is, but often like refer to the great folk singer men she hung out with or like how everything was autobiographical. And recently people have done a lot of work of like, um, it's actually just really freaking good music and like stop (laughs) using that to legitimize her. Um, but another thing is people, yeah, people always talk about like, it's, it's blue, it's sad. It's these like deep, dark emotions, but there's also so much joy on the album. And I really like this song because I feel like it has both of those sides that are on the album as a whole. It has both of them like, layered together in a very like poignant way. I am on a lonely road and I am traveling, 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 looking for something. What can it be? Oh, I hate you some. I hate you some. I love you some. Oh, I love you when I forget about me. I want to be strong. I want to I've never really listened to Joni Mitchell before, but I'm going to have to start because I was getting some hardcore, like, Ani DeFranco vibes from that. Oh, my God. Rob, can we have another <laughs> private interview? That's such a good connection between that song. Yes. She's my other favorite. Yeah. And she's from Buffalo. Oh, my God. Yeah. I should was... have chosen an Ani DeFranco one. Go on. Well, Sorry. We... <laughs> 
Okay, we, can we we brought her up anyway. My, like... my favorite Anya Franco <laughs> right. song is You Had Time. So I'm just going to throw that onto our playlist for a second. Uh, Sorry. I'm adding. <laughs> I'm adding right now. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh. So, okay. For for the Ani lovers, I have one more person for you to look up. Um, and uh, she's very not known. But I guess in the... I guess in the lesbian singer-songwriter community, she is, um, which is where I learned about her. Her name is, uh, the artist's name is Ellis. And um, holy shit, it's some great stuff. Yeah, uh, my, I got into that scene uh, through through my sister. And um, like, I saw Ellis in a bookshop in, uh, in Toledo. Uh, the bookstore was called People Called Women. And I was like five <laughs> feet away from Ellis sitting on the floor as she performed. And I was like mouthing the words to her songs because I had like listened to a lot of it already. And she just looked at me and was like, what is this dude sitting here? How the <laughs> fuck does he know my words? Like, and I was like, dude, it's I, it's great also, music. Um, I love can it. We just talk like, for a second? Like, as a, a primary performer in this group, can we just talk about like how hungry I am to get back into those moments where it's like, you're, you're in a random place. You're in a bookshop. You're in a, you're in like a closet, you're in whatever. And you're like, you just get to sing or you get to play or you get to do whatever for somebody else. And mm-hmm. how exquisite that moment is like, Oh man, if pandemic doesn't teach us anything like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm mean, right there. That, that I remember mm-hmm. that moment yeah. with Ellis. Like we connected eyes, we yeah. connected souls. And it was I used just to like, run a, yeah. a so, house anyway, concert series. Sorry. And like I've been thinking about that a lot recently because house concerts are that that setting where you're like you're so close to people. <laughs> and you're just like, hi, I'm about to sing yes. some weird oh stuff yeah. in your face. And it's very cool. Like, don't worry, don't worry. It's cool. Like, but Mm-hmm. And it'll sort of feel yep. like I'm, yep. I'm sitting And I was like, lap. sit on my lap. I'm about sing to sing you a song. And give you a yes. whole new respect for what it's like to make music for somebody else. And oh man, it's yeah. just so good. So, so sorry. This is just mm-hmm. me being like, I can't wait for us to all get back to that. You know? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to like sharing that yeah. connection with the performer again you know, who I'm only 10 feet away yeah. from or, or whatever. So, yeah. So I'm this really going to miss, yeah. I am really going to miss some of the YouTube chats that happen, have happened. <laughs> I mean, there, it was turned off for one concert that Rob, Andrew, and I were all at, and I was actually in the audience, and Rob kept texting me. All of these gifts. And I was just like, I'm just going to keep showing the people performing all of Rob's gif reactions because it is like it is a different level of interaction. And I hope there are totally some some different things that we take away from the pandemic. But yes, I still want to perform for people. Yeah. We that's, miss you. That's another like classical <laughs> pop music divide, you know, in pop music at a, a rock show or a pop show. You get to do all that. Right. You get to react in real time you get to turn to the person next mm-hmm. to you who's probably spilling a beer on your arm and just say this is freaking awesome <laughs> you get to hold yeah. up a meme on your ipad to them yeah, yeah. you know there's little plus on rouge and all that sort of stuff too but it, you still have to be a little quiet 
Like, yeah. I, don't know. yeah. <laughs> I do, I do love like the boisterous, like the last, the closing SCI concert, just like the only one I got to do because my kids finally went to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, or like to see live. And it was so fun because, you know, you're just, you're in a community that's, you know, trying to support each other. And I think that's, that's, it's cool to be verbal about that. I think that's, well, that's important. Yeah. I mean, well, and- sorry. Uh, in, in the, in one of the talks, like, one of one of the com- like kind of older composers like you know maybe in his 50s or 60s or something like that right before the talk started like we were just in a zoom room and we were all kind of talking and he like singled out me he called me bob for whatever reason but whatever um <laughs> it's clearly your name it's clearly what it is. yeah it's your I name mean, from now on uh, <laughs> no anyway um <laughs> He was like, wow, you're like really, really supportive and, and like gregarious in the chat. I'm like, what else yes. could you be? What else are you supposed to be? I mean, this is, yeah. this is weird for everyone. Like, let's make it not weird by being positive. Let's not yeah. do the, yeah. oh, nice piece, you know, bullshit. <laughs> and like, no, like, like, yes, that moment was fucking fire. Like, let's yeah. let them know about it, you know? Best but reactions. Dejana, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, the last time that we got to see each other in person was a Detroit new music, like yeah. um, Strange Beautiful Music. And and I'm, I'm only going to speak for myself, but, like, the vibe of that is just also, like, show up and hype your people. Like, just hmm. be be into it. And and it, you don't have to be into anything you're not into, but like if you're into it, it's okay to be into mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. and so I loved I loved getting to see you there, and also getting to be like, wow, this stuff is great. Like, <laughs> like let's all be really into this. <laughs> yeah, my face definitely got melted that day. <laughs> I love it. Ace melting. Nice. I was like, wow, everything is so cool. This that, is yeah. so great. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, Joni Mitchell. Like, can you can you recommend like two or three other Joni Mitchell songs that we should check out? Oh gosh. I think my heart would break to pick two or three. No, um, the whole blue album and um, Court and Spark is actually a really good album that was like sold more copies actually, but it's less like iconically known, but Mm -hmm. it's got all Mm -hmm. these like jazz influences in it and stuff. Um, But definitely the song, the song blue from blue is really great. And oh, a really famous one. uh, Free Man in Paris. Check that one out. Okay. I will do it. I like I like the sub like the sub playlist the sub deep cut playlist <laughs> totally <know>. totally <laughs> yes all right Andrew you're the last one we're gonna round out my playlist of things that Jamie no longer loves because I play them too often but it's also her fault because uh, again road trip music Imagine Dragons radioactive oh I'm not sick of this. I always get Imagine Dragons and AWOL Nation confused. 
because they're basically the same thing. I mean, I I have no frame of reference, Rob. That's fine. But I, I only uh, I, I only bring it up because AWOL Nation had that song "Sail." Mm. Um, Sail. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it uses the same chord progression as the opening music for the Daniel Day Lewis film Last of the Mohicans. That's the only reason. I I know. I know. It's that's real obscure. Okay, it is real obscure. But there was also this. There was also this YouTube video of this dude like in a wingsuit. Um. With the uh, he he like jumped off a mountain and then like phew like through this like tiny crack some somewhere like a, another like mountain and it had the the A Wall Nation song on it. This is all neither here nor Sail! there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna yell that at whatever time. This is neither here nor there because obviously Imagine Dragons is not A Wall Nation. But I can't tell no, them apart. And, so and uh, Diana's right in the comments that they were cool for like three years, and now everybody's sort of over them. But I don't know. Like for me, it it's got some of that like epic large space sound. Like some a lot of Florence and the Machine. Again, oh, okay. I'm shocked I didn't do any Florence and the Machine. So I can I can make sense of this. Okay, oh, this God. is why Andrew Martin Smith is into. Imagine Dragons. Okay. Oh, okay. Lay it on me. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. This is a little deep, but do you know the similarity between Lincoln Park and Imagine Dragons? You'd no. have to know who Lincoln Park Reverb. is. That's a true story. <laughs> okay. No, if I have this correct, they, they both bands were actually formed as like studio groups. Like they brought people together. It wasn't like a garage band. They were actually oh. calculated, produced almost algorithmically. Oh, my together. God. I'm there. To create oh, songs to put together that would work really well. And you Imagine just Dragons. blew oh. Andrew's mind. Yeah. So actually, am... a lot of their songs are like that. It's uh, you know, they're like, okay, like what's popular? What are the ways we can combine that together? So in a way, huh. it's like a systematic approach to a- Andrew. Andrew, in, you are you are you are checking all my boxes right now as far as my aesthetic goes, and I appreciate that. We're also missing one very fundamental component, though. Oh, uh, I like this because it's it's something that you will have to use your in your mind's eye. Picture me at two thirty in the morning, <laughs> driving frantically down the highway. <laughs> trying desperately to stay awake, screaming at the top of my lungs the approximate lyrics to the song. And then you will understand. The approximate I, lyrics I'm so, is so right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Pop music diction is not, shall we say, 100%. I did not know radioactive was what they were saying, and it's the title of the song. So I think if you had one or two other uh, imagine. Welcome to my songs. drunk face. To my drunk face. Welcome to my drunk face. <laughs> Sail. <laughs> All right. I'm. I'm. I'm good. My. My. My list is. My list is concluded. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question for Jamie and Andrew. Oh no. Oh, oh, and no. not the other Andrew. It seems like you. Uh, Road trip a lot. Where are you guys from? Uh, <laughs> okay, so so oh my god. All right, part of this is not just where we're from. It's the fact that I'm addicted to travel. Uh, I did also, not know. How far are you from your nearest airport? 
Uh, we're at 45 minutes from our nearest airport, but we are three hours from his sister. We are four and a half hours from his grandparents. We're four hours from Toledo. We're six hours from Chicago. Nope, seven and a half. Um, we are about eight hours from New York City. We're 10 hours from Virginia Beach. We are four and a half hours from Rob McClure. And I know all of this because I road trip more than I fly. Unless I am leaving this country, I usually drive or going to the West Coast. Uh, um, preach, go preach. I'm Midwestern yeah, like that. I mean, like, <laughs> we just we drive a lot, and uh, it, partially because we're in Western New York right now. We're south of Buffalo by about 45 minutes, so we drive to a lot of the Midwest conferences. We're still connected to a lot of people in Toledo. Andrew goes to Interlochen every summer, and it's fun when I get to go, but I don't this summer, so I'm still a little. You can come hang out with me. Ranky, I'm probably going to. Um, but yeah, for me. I was I was raised on road trips. Like this is the longest I've been in one place in my entire life. The pandemic makes me feel claustrophobic. And part of that is that I'm a Sagittarius. <gasps> oh my Same. god. Me too. You are too? Yes. yes. There yes. it is. Yes. There it is. In less than six months, I'm going to have a giant arrow tattoo on my arm <laughs> with the Latin phrase, I shall either find a way or make one, because that is my entire life. And That's if anyone wants to is. know what that Latin is, out vinium in vanium out Yeah, no, I've just always traveled, and it's mostly been by road trip, so I drag Andrew along, which means that we're driving at three in the morning sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like road trips are like an inherently Midwestern quality, which is why I asked. I love traveling, I love road tripping. Uh, My boyfriend is not the same, but he'll get there. He will get there. So I didn't find out until right before we got married, Andrew doesn't like to travel. We'd been together for five years, he kept it a secret. (gasps) How could you? I, uh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I liked her. I liked her. (laughs) He tricked me. (laughs) So I, uh, uh, but you know, but I mean, the good news for Jamie is on all these road trips, you know, I get to drive during all the time she doesn't want to. (laughs) Hence hence my playlist. (laughs) Yeah, except, except I am also the one who always drives through fucking Chicago traffic. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I, no, no. We'd all die. We'd all die. <laughs> A lack of patience, if nothing else. <laughs> all right. Anyways, let's uh, let's continue. Diana, your last one. Let's have it. I almost forgot what it was. <laughs> because okay, so I'll say because uh, it's the artist Chloe and Hallie, their sisters. Yeah. Um, and yeah. The whole album on Godly Hour. I was dis- I was debating about which song to pick. Um, so I picked the title, I picked the song Ungodly Hour uh, to share with you all. But um, when I was thinking about what music I wanted to pick for this, uh, for this event, for this occasion, um, I originally wanted to do songs that I heard from Tiny Desk because um, mm. I've been watching so many of those. And I think their Tiny Desk is amazing. I think I've watched it 20 times, most of those times in the shower, and I sing along to every single word. Nice. And I was like, what's the best song from their Tiny Desk set? Because they're all good. (laughs) Um, So I just picked this one. Can I? Okay. So this has happened to me on so many occasions. I fall in love with the way a song sounds on Tiny Desk. And then you go to the album and it's just like fucking drenched in reverb and awful. And I just want like, no, 
it's good in just that completely stripped down bare like you know that that setting why couldn't it just be that there's a couple of live shows that have been soundtracks where i cannot find the original version like agnes obell's riverside was in revenge season one i think and and i cannot find the version that makes me happiest because yeah. it was a live show that they used and it's a live show that's not available on anything yeah and oh god yeah no okay, well sorry, let's i'm done let's listen to ungodly hour hit me with your eyes i ain't ever seen i cut the view you walking over here the way that it went down last when i knew we be talking all night but i can tell you need to work on you 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 like you 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 like you like you Oh, that that fits right into that like sweet <laughs> spot. Boxes, yeah, yeah can, that's can we just listen to more like, of that? Just keep playing. I know. It. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. I think I think we've done it. I think I think it. This is a piece that's going into each one of our playlists now. Am I right? Because I think that's yeah. I'm I'm there. I'm all here for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that that checks all the boxes of electro funky. So yeah, I think uh, I think Chloe who's the oldest sister in the group, I think she helped co-produce this whole album. So, hmm. And they're both really young. I think Chloe's 21 and uh, Hallie is, I think, 19 or 20. So, yeah. Uh, they're so amazing, though. They're Tiny Desk. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, you girls are so great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you're so good. Wow. <laughs> you, get the, you get the stank face on them again. You know? <laughs> I'm too busy singing along to give the stank face. <laughs> That's a good way to prevent it, honestly. Yeah. So you're singing, you can't stank face. The the tiny the tiny desk show that I that I was talking about that I I just fell in love with this group and then I listened to the album and I just hated it. The the group's name is Joseph. It's three sisters. And they have just like it's basically the tiny desk is acoustic guitar, lead singer, two backup singers, bam, that is it. It's amazing. On the album, it's just like they put overproduced. So yeah, it, it's so overproduced, and it's like this. That's you know honestly, that's what I love about Civil Wars, is that it's mm -hmm. so stripped down. Yeah, you know? and it's just like their voices and guitar and nothing else. I'm a little drunk. Like I love that. Like I love production, but I also love when it's just like good just by itself. You know. Yeah, I feel like it's the difference between like when somebody tells you a good story or you read a really well edited book. Like production can be perfect if it's like you know a masterpiece and it's done really well and really tastefully. But yeah, there's nothing better than somebody telling you a good joke like in the moment yeah. in real time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially <laughs> Civil War jokes, which I have... Stop! Oh my God. <laughs> Tenor. <Stop>. Too soon. <laughs> Sorry. We brought them back up. It's not my fault. <laughs> well, speak, speaking of you and the last Euro, Eurovision, yes. go for it. <laughs> I can't 
believe you picked all three of us. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kept that as long as I could, but I'm a little drunk, so there it is. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Oh, speaking of which, uh, where can we hear all these songs? Uh, Edgy Jams. <laughs> Edgy Jams. That was a double circle back. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk Eurovision. Let's get serious here, especially because this last group is the most serious of all of them. Super which is not serious. serious at all. So this is a song called Uno by the group Little Big. Uh, this is from Russia, and they are literally intentionally desi- designed to be like a satirical group, making fun of stereotypes of what people think Russia is, and. It's actually quite funny. Like when actually you go on their <laughs> website and it looks lists lists their influences, it's Cannibal Corpse and Vivaldi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is awesome. Oh no, my. and so uh yeah, this song is incredible and the music video is just completely over the top and amazing. So please uh check it out. But yeah, this is Uno by Little Big. I'm gonna call you my sweet senorita I'm gonna leave up tonight only with ya All you have to do is to be ready for some action now Okay, we have to stop right now. <laughs> Diana, please... <laughs> Please read what you just typed in the chat because it's all I was thinking when we were listening to this. Uh, this gives Barbie girl vibes, and I'm yes. ashamed to be saying that. Come on, Barbie, let's go party! Yes. Oh man. Okay, so I know I cried this- through that whole thing. <laughs> so the videos, the videos are equally incredible and if you want to listen to more and actually rob i would highly encourage a bonus track bonus track bonus track track. yes of course you You can pull it up real fast (laughs) you can do it it's called tacos by little big and uh it's exactly what you think it is uh it's it's a song about tacos Wait for it, it's better. I think I got the lyrics to this one though. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Wow. Okay. All right. I... I also just really love Don't Uno know. Dos Cuatro. Did, did, did they did they also use the screaming goat? <laughs> yeah, they did. At the, I'm pretty sure that was yeah. Okay. And again, the music video of this is amazing. There's this one dancer. So my son Sebastian is obsessed with this band. <laughs> oh no, he's, Andrew! He's going to be four next week. Um, oh boy! He, he calls the band Blue Pants because there's a, a a dancer for it that literally wears like a blue tracksuit, like bright blue. And the tacos music video is him literally in his kitchen deciding what to eat, and there's everybody in the band dancing around in elaborate costumes as that food. It's incredible. 
Okay. Huh. I'll take it. I've died. I, I don't. Oh I don't. Are you doing the world a service <laughs> right now, Andrew? I don't know, but Eurovision I'm here Song for Contest. It. I'm here for it. All about it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know how we go to anything else after that. I was gonna say I don't think my last V should be my last song. Unfortunately, I mean, Megan, it's your turn. So. Oh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'll take it from here. So. My last song is Lady You Shot Me from Harmar Superstar. And I, so when, when this album was released, they toured with Macaulay Culkin's band, Pizza Underground. And so. Okay, oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Just happened? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's band, Pizza Underground, in which they always gave out free pizza at these events too. But Harmar Superstar is amazing. And just like. I I will never, ever get over, like, I mean, there's a reason I moved to New Orleans. I will never get over a brass line. So, like, just mm. give it to me straight into my veins. Like, let's let's make it happen. But, uh, <laughs> so, Harmar Superstar, Lady You Shot Me, jump into it. Rob, let's go. There are some chord progressions that just sound way better when you're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good shit, man. So I think I I just uh, I mean there's nothing better than listening to a brass band play your play your feelings. So that's it. (laughs) That's good stuff. I love that one lyric that was like, I'll get in line behind the guy you got now. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's cool. I'm good. I just, again, like, it's bringing back all the 90s for me. Like, yeah, No, okay. if you look at Harmar Superstar is like a... Wait till you're is, done with this bad decision. He's like a five foot four guy. And he's like, baby, I'll, I'll take care of you. And you're like, you know what? I believe you. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. That's hilarious. It's so good. I mean, oh, just oh, go out and listen to the music that makes you feel alive, right? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That might be on my running playlist. I feel like that's, like, motivational. Yes. Like, oh, it's 100% motivation. on my running playlist. Like, just it, it comes on and, and I'm like... I will do that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's two different kind of playlists in my life. There's like motivational, sit down and get your damn work done, girl. Or there's get up and get out of this chair right now or you will die. And those are, those are, that's that's all that's in my life right now. Yep. That's real. And this, this is, this is going on the running playlist. Yep. Because I will run towards this guy who's going to take care of me. Yep. Who doesn't yep. make me listen to Russians, apparently. No. Andrew. <laughs> it's not a divorce declaration. Lady, you shot me. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs a horn line to run to. 
Yes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Andrew Cody, that's right. I see that Angel's what Envy. You, what you got some Angel's Envy over there? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice choice. All right. Uh, it's my turn. Uh, my last one. Okay. So this uh, this song, this band was introduced to me by a student. And we were working on his piece and we were in the studio and we were doing electronic stuff and we, you know, got to the end of the lesson and he was like, have you ever heard of this group? And we did, we listened to like three or four songs in the lesson and I was hooked. Um, uh, the group is uh, Clipping. Yes. And, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so here song, for this. And the song is Nothing is Safe. And I'll I'll tell you about the category that this represents after we listen to a bit. To his knees, blood seeping from his neck as he struggled to breathe. Wood and floor stained wet gets off the more that he bleeds. He leaves, believed it, and no one told me what was coming, but it creeping on the come up. Now it's right up in your face. Face it, let it resonate up in your bone a minute. When you shiver, make us live a big enough for it to have a space. Ripped life slipping away, maybe you can make it out with just a little bit of grace. But it truly doesn't give a fuck about the fear you feel, and it is here to make you understand that nothing is safe. Nothing is, nothing is safe, nothing is sacred, nothing is safe, nothing to pray for, nothing is safe, nothing is, nothing is. Cut the light and stay low, all is quiet. All right, so the song, the song that my student actually introduced me to uh, is called Run For Your Life. Yes. And... Yes. If you li- I I I love that song too, but I find myself listening to Nothing Is Safe way more and a lot of of their other stuff. Um but Run For Your Life, if you listen to it, all of the all of the backing track is like recordings of city soundscape. There is barely any pitch or anything. <laughs> it is Davi Diggs rapping over like sounds of city that are looped to make rhythms holy shit like this group is incredible okay and so i have to i have to talk about this because clipping is one of my favorites because when you talk about um so shit i wish i knew which one it was it's like he does this track where it's it's mixed meter and it's like it's and he builds it it's one two three four it's all all the beats and it's this this piece about like going towards his house being on fire and it's i've never heard anything like it in my life and it's like but he also builds it in this way where it's like it's on it's in four it's in five it's in six it's in seven Oh, it's it's nuts. I've never heard anything like it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Um, and on this album, uh, which is There Existed an Addiction to Blood, this is the album that that song came from, they do an 18-minute cover of Anil Lockwood's Piano Burning. They are fucking Stop electroacoustic it. Stop nerds. Stop it. They are not doing... They are electroacoustic nerds, and I love them so much for it. it. Yes, Anil Lockwood, come on! I know, right? Come on! So this is the category that I'm looping, that I'm uh, putting this into. I'm calling it hipster hop, 
Um, <laughs> like hip hop, but hipsters. Um, so yeah, <laughs> clipping. Where's the trombone when you need it, people? <laughs> oh Come fuck out. you! Yeah. That was good. <laughs> That was like one title away from things the kids like. <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, like Childish Gambino and I fucking lo- I can't believe I didn't pick a Roots song to put on because I fucking love the Roots. But like the Roots and Thundercat and Janelle Mon- uh, Monet and Little Sims, this uh, this rapper from England that just does like incredible shit. But yeah, clipping, holy shit. I mean, have you heard of uh, Joyner Lucas at all? I don't know if you've listened to much. So, Joyner, he's from Worcester, Mass. So, he's up by where I am. Worcester? Uh, he's from yeah, Worcester. Yeah, he, he is freaking incredible. Like, writing some truly groundbreaking, like, not only just t- subject matter, but just. Uh, just his rhyme, his flow is everything, and yeah. I, I'm describing it horribly and making it very sad. Uh, but he's amazing. He's like a person I listen to, and I'm like, you are just doing things way differently and way cooler than I could ever imagine doing anything with music. Also, can we talk about Davi Diggs for a second? Yeah. Jesus we Christ. can, because I would marry him. Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Wait, what did I miss? Nothing. Davi Diggs <laughs> No, I think he's hilarious. I I think he's got one of those incredibly distinct voices. Like I, the second Megan, did you laugh at me because my head popped up the second he started speaking, singing, rapping? I he. The no, I didn't laugh sec- at that. I'm just saying. Okay, I understand because my you. head popped up and I was like, <laughs> I know exactly who this is, and I feel like there's only three or four people on the planet where the second they start. Speaking, singing, anything. I recognize who they are immediately. And I was like, I adore you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right, I well, should stop drinking wine. Well, Jamie, you should stop drinking wine and you should tell us your last song. I don't feel like this is a good one to end with. My God. I Well, you're the one I'd that the chose order. it for the last song. <laughs> I didn't know you. I was going last. <laughs> um, okay, so this is Lord Huron and Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, the night we met, which maybe is which maybe is a beautiful way to end. It. I think that is a lovely way to end. Actually, I've been searching for a trail to follow again. Take me back to the night we met. Then that I can tell myself what the hell. That's totally totally an appropriate way to finish. Mm-hmm. Where can we find this playlist again? 
Adji jams. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you're drunk, even though that was it's, right. It now sounds like a brand of pajamas. No, I was just, just going to say, like, I, I love to put a little Adji jam on my toast every morning. You know? <laughs> uh, a little bit of peanut butter. No, that's such a gorgeous ballad. And yeah. honestly, if there's oh. if there's ever an underutilized like device compositionally, is the like the nine eight six eight six eight like that feel of you just get that extra like little three beats lift in the mm. start of the verse. I just I don't know. For me, I love it. It's it's I it's something that I think is really effective. That like we still kind of somewhat borrow from early church music. Like you know the words matter the most, and the meter can come later. And I think like this kind of folk Americana style music. Um, I don't know. It's it's just such a sweet spot. I I think it's so beautiful. It found me at the right time, and I've obsessively listened to it. Like, I've you know there there was that joke a couple of years ago that was totally inappropriate. Netflix was said you know they posted something like, for the seven of you who have watched this one season of this one show like fourteen times all the way through, like, are you okay? I feel like if if Spotify had a reaction like that on Twitter, it would be about this song. Like Jamie Lee Sampson, you've broken the record for the number of times you've listened to this are you all right (laughs) this just checks all the right boxes for me and and is very i don't know kind of sweet so i know that was beautiful but i mean we we could listen to tacos a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i want a burrito song can you write like a a okay okay but that that whole like are you okay? Jamie literally said that to me yesterday because I sent her this <laughs> that I was making because I was bored and now my computer is... Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Come on. Wake up. Uh, she sent me the are you okay text because I sent her this. I made that I made that yesterday. I'd seen okay, Evan Williams shared that meme and I was like, I have no clue what that is about. And then Rob sent me this and I was like, well, at least I know what it was about. I just I I sure that going meme yesterday too and I was on the floor laughing. It's so good. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So someone someone in the in the in the comments like shared a uh like, oh you need to make a YouTube video of that. I'm like challenge accepted. <laughs> I can do that. I need that right now, Rob. <laughs> oh wow. Wow, 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 you know? Anyway. Sale. (laughs) Double bar. There it is, folks. All right, so one more time, if you want to listen to all the songs that we are listening to right now, uh, look in the show description for the ADJ Jams playlist. Edgy Jams. And uh, you can you can find a playlist that that has all of these songs on it where you can listen to all of them because you only heard clips uh, the entire podcast through. So uh, thank you to all the uh, collective members that were on the show. And uh, yeah, we Woo! will see you next time with more fun and more drinking. Yay! Yay! Woo! Woo! Woo!
Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.